curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. And I am so grateful and honored and excited to once again have my good friend from Handstands, Charlie Johnson, rejo- rejoin us for today's episode. Hey, Charlie. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you, bud? Not too bad, not too bad. It's getting our days. Looking, looking days forward to hearing these stories from you. Days and weeks started off here, so uh, we thought we'd kick off this Monday morning with a podcast. And yeah, so Charlie, the reason that we keep bumping back into each other has much to do with this notion of mindfulness. And I just wanted to say to you from both my own personal perspective, as well as those who are listening into the podcast series, I just wanted to say the response that we've gotten for your and my discussions with respect to mindfulness has been nothing short of overwhelming. And I wanted to make sure that we, A, had the opportunity to have you back on, but B, just to give you a chance to hear from at least a small segment of the community that your efforts are not uh, going unnoticed, my friend. So I just wanted to say on behalf of everybody, thank you for that. Awesome, man. Good to hear. So as a result of that, you know, I've I've asked you back on. I think what we're looking to do here perhaps is to make this a more regular part of uh, the broadcast with respect to this particular topic and your and my journeys as it pertains to uh, how we're trying to achieve perhaps slightly elevated levels of consciousness and the work and the teachings that are necessary in order to achieve that objective, led me on a trip not too long ago with my wife out to Northern California to Big Sur and to Yosemite. And for those people who are listening who uh, also follow me on social media, uh, I uh, I was very generous in my sharing of our adventure during that time on uh, my Facebook feed and my Instagram feed, and it largely had to do with what I was going through at the moment that Melissa and I were on that journey. And uh, Charlie, it really I, I oftentimes hear people say that um, things happen for a reason, and you, my friend, had much to do with 
part of the transformation that occurred while I was out there. So let me tell you the story. Let's hear it. So Melissa and I are both salespeople. We're competitive folk, both of us. And as is the case in uh, a competitive salesperson-based marriage, you know, there's always this element of competition between the two of us as it pertains to lots of things. I mean, we, we compete for almost everything in, in quiet ways and sometimes in not so quiet ways. But um, I find that we, we are often best in our relationship when we are working towards a physical objective together. And so we, we found ourselves uh, faced with the opportunity to do this thing called the Mist Trail in Yosemite, which is about a five and a half, six hour uh, hike with uh, about a 2,000 foot elevation change over the course of, of the hike. So it's just absolutely beautiful. You're traveling, you know, basically up the path of a river as you're walking back upstream towards progressively larger and more spectacular waterfalls. And you're making this journey along a path that really does require you to to have some physical endurance and skill and ability and willingness and determination and, you know, really all of the things that bring out the competitive spirit in people. And so what I found myself doing was encouraging my wife and, you know, spiriting her on in this climb because it was difficult and really challenging. And, you know, we're not spring chickens, but we are also still very competitive and wanted to test ourselves both physically uh, as well as, you know, managing through the altitude change and the, and the you know, thin air that we're not accustomed to. We see sea level livers. So, um, boy, you know, it was, it was a real struggle and a real challenge, but, you know, we were fortunate enough to do it, to make it to the top and be excited and take great pictures. I've got a picture that I can uh, post uh, of us at the top that really can be part of the podcast open. But along the way, you know, I was really struck by just the beauty of Yosemite. And in that moment, I realized that, you know, I've always enjoyed being outside. I've always enjoyed doing those kinds of physical activities that keep me moving. But it was in that moment that I really had a moment where I thought to myself, gosh, you know, this is a place that I would really want to be. This is totally a bucket list thing for me, even though I don't keep a bucket list. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that I had this opportunity. But what I realized in the process, Charlie, and this is kind of where you come in, as I was making that physical climb and and encouraging my wife, I also was stuck in my own head in a lot of ways. As I was mulling over things that have to do with my business and the things that I need to do from a decision-making perspective when it comes to the future of what we're trying to accomplish and all of those sort of things. And as if out of nowhere, I swear it was as if you were sitting on my shoulder and I heard your voice saying, what are you doing? <laughs> what you are in one of the most beautiful places. Be in the moment. Get out of your head. And I allowed myself that opportunity. And I really think it was because I had that inflection moment where I had a chance to say to myself, hey, don't rob yourself of this moment by not being present in the middle of what really is something that is totally transformative and meaningful and a memory I'm never going to forget. It gave me the opportunity to sort of set all of that stuff aside and just be present in that climb with my wife at that moment. And as I said, it, when you see in the picture that I'll show you, just the absolute joy on my face when we get to the top of the climb, it's really as much of a reflection of my triumph over my own brain as it was the triumph that I had physically in trying to make that climb. So 
that was super fantastic, awesome for us. And there's been some um, some additional things that have happened as a result since we've come back. But I just I, I wanted to share that with you just so that you had, uh, you know, it's always great to know that when you've had an impact on somebody else in a meaningful way that you get a chance to hear about it. So I wanted to make sure that this morning you had that chance to hear that story. That's that's awesome. Um, I will say consciousness is everywhere at all times, no matter what. So when you're saying you're, you're talking about you're in this moment, you're thinking about work, you're thinking about other stuff. And all of a sudden, a split second later, you realize that you wanted to be in the moment with what you were doing at that moment. That's all it is. It's the same as someone being stressed out at work. What's going on with someone's fears or their doubts or their worries or their stress at that very that very exact second that they're feeling all these things they don't want to feel, there is a spot in consciousness that they can slip into that would absolutely help them do just a 180. So while you're stressed and you're feared and you're worried, the rest of the world, the rest of the 7.7 billion people are still functioning. The world doesn't end. Things aren't coming to a stop. Everything else in this world is still happening. You can – it's all about awareness. So when they talk about all-knowing and all-seeing, people will say, well, you can't know everything. You can't see everything. It's not about that. It's wherever your awareness points. So your awareness was pointed on work. Split second later, you understood that you didn't want it there. You, you pointed your awareness to something better. Done. Switched. Mindset switched. Consciousness switched. Your feelings switched. Your emotions switched. You were in the moment. Everything else. That's exactly what anyone on the face of this planet can do at any time that they're feared, worried, doubting, stressed, whatever. You can shift that consciousness at any moment you want. It's all about shifting your awareness. And that's – I love that. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I, liberating for me. Really exciting. You know, re- almost to the point where I had to take a moment to describe things to my spouse as she's standing there kind of watching me <laughs> go through this process as, as we're making this climb. I mean she, she could tell that something more than just what we were trying to do physically was going on. And I think it was interesting to her too. So as, as I've come back now, Charlie, um, it really, that moment was an impetus and motivation for me to want to not lose that momentum. And we'd spoken, you and I, and I think we've even spoken you know, briefly in previous podcasts about this notion of meditation and using it as a tool towards achieving that consciousness that you you were just describing. And so I, I used my moment in the woods to sort of push me over the line towards being active now in that space. And so there's lots of ways that one might achieve that, but I just wanted to share for the listener that might be interested how I'm doing it. So I went out and, you know, talked to as many people as I could to kind of get a sense of different potential ways that people might be doing this. And because I travel so much, what I've decided that makes the most sense for me, at least in the short term, is to use uh, an electronic based assistant in order to help me, uh, you know, learn the fundamentals of meditation, if you will, so that I can then take the journey on my own path from that point forward. But, you know, in much the same way as like going to the trainer to learn exercises, you know, using an app or or some other method is a great way to get yourself the foundation that you need. So I'm using this app called Headspace and uh, it's simple to use. Like I'm in the beginning, I'm on day six right now. And each of the sessions has been about three minutes long. The guy has a great British accent, so it's totally interesting to listen to him because he, he, he doesn't sound like you or I. 
And uh, every person that can say the stupidest thing, and it just sounds the most intelligent. Sounds awesome, right? <laughs> so I, I'm doing that, and uh, so Charlie, you know, I know you have a lot of expertise in that category. So uh, beyond what I'm doing, are there any other suggestions that you might have for someone who might be motivated based on what we're talking about? Well, the very the very fact that you're thinking about meditation shows a level of consciousness. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of people who will say, so you close your eyes and think for 20 minutes. What the hell does that do? And that's they're just not ready for meditation, and that's absolutely okay. Um, when it comes to what you're talking about, if it needs to be an app, a headspace, or mindfulness, or uh, I mean, there's there's a ton of them out there. The one the one that I would suggest is if you are lucky enough to be next to or in a city with a uh, transcendental meditation center or a teacher that has been asked by Maharishi himself to continue on the practice of TM. Um, some people charge, some don't. It's worth every single cent that you can that you can invest. Um, meditation. I mean, we would need hours on this podcast <laughs> to talk about every single benefit, and it all depends on what people are looking for. But the benefits are just <clears throat> incredible, and I am I'm doing everything I can to get everyone I know and people I love to get into that meditation because there's a great quote out there that says, "Why build the well when the house is already on fire." <laughs> Point being is I would I would assume that you would agree with me and anyone listening would agree that the world's kind of slipping down a slippery slope. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we can feel the negative tension and the energy and the stress. And there's a lot of rioting and there's a lot of stuff going on in politics and around the world. And a lot of people would say, well, it's just because we now know about it. The world's always been this way, but now we know about it. Fair enough. I'm not disagreeing with anyone or anyone's perception of that. But either way, our our minds and our bodies can't handle this info overload. We can't handle this stress, this negative tension. <clears throat> and what happens is it's our nervous system. It's kind of like working out. When you need to take a break from working out, yes, you have muscle fatigue, but mostly it's about your nervous system. It needs time. It needs time to relax and rejuvenate. What meditation does is it strengthens and purifies your nervous system at a subtle level that just nothing else in this world can do. So over the next two to five years, there's a lot of very wise people that believe the world is going to continue down this slippery slope. And this, this stress and this fear and this worry and this doubt and every, this info overload, it's going to start really being taxing on everyone at every level of consciousness. So the reason I'm making such a push for meditation is the people who start to meditate now in the next year, two, three down the road – it will be absolutely one of the best decisions they can make because they're going to have a stronger nervous system. And while people around them are starting to fall off and fry and wonder why their mind's kind of losing, losing that edge and they're kind of maybe retiring or resigning or losing jobs or just kind of in a subtle way freaking out, they're going to be there meditating and they're going to be the kings of the world. So anyone listening to this, today is the best day to start because the world's going to get crazier and uh, meditation is going to absolutely help you in your personal, professional, with family, with business, with anything you can think of. I would highly suggest starting. <laughs> I'm reminded of the adage of not being need not need, not needing to be nagged every six months to make a decision. So, <laughs> so the time is always uh, now. And admittedly, I'm a slow. Uh, decision maker when it comes to making my mind up to do things, I oftentimes will ruminate on an idea for a very long time before I'll actually put it into play. But even I 
in my moment of transformation out there in the middle of the wilderness had the opportunity to be motivated to do it. So it's really just a matter of making up your own mind to say, I'm willing to give this thing a shot, you know, for whatever reason, whether I've been convinced or if it just seems like something I should try to say that I did, why not do it? So uh, I know we're, we're strivers and achievers, Charlie. So I know that there, you've set a goal for yourself that uh, I think maybe the public might be interested in hearing about. And maybe you can share a little bit around how someone might help you in achieving the goal that you've set out to accomplish. Yeah. Uh, Maharishi, the, 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 uh, the saint that brought TM to the, to the U.S., had a goal of 1% of the world population meditating. He understood that if that was possible – it would shift the world uh, like we can we, we could just we could not fathom what that would do having you know 60 70 million people meditating every day um, so what we what I'd like to do is I would like to just uh, take a note from his book and try to get the industry our promo products industry um, I talked with uh, Paul Bellatone and asked and we have about a half a million people in the industry so what I'd like to do is see if we could get one percent. And that's not a big number. That's 5,000 people. I'd love to get five to 6,000 people meditating every day, a couple times a day, and let's see what happens. Simple as that. So as is the case with any good plan, there's got to know how to achieve it and know how to record it. So we have a sneaking suspicion that there are not a ton, but a healthy number of practicing um participants in the industry already today that we'd love to know your story and hear more about how you've incorporated uh, this journey into your businesses. And so we can have everyone participating as a community. And then for anybody who's interested in joining up, we give you the opportunity then to be surrounded by a group of like-minded individuals. So Charlie, why don't you kind of talk a little bit right now about the ways that you're communicating uh, to the folks in the industry and, and how they might play along uh yeah there's a simple um uh promo uh, i'm sorry facebook group called mindful promo uh it's growing a couple dozen a day uh, i'm starting to see a lot of people post in there a lot i've seen a lot of people comment on there um i think we've got a good number of people in this industry that do some type of mindfulness or meditation there was a lot of people who started posting about what they do at work there's a lot of companies that do uh, monday morning yoga uh, they'll bring in a, a fitness instructor or they'll bring in someone to teach meditation once a week um it's it pretty surprising to see i think a lot of people i think there's a lot more people than we understand doing something like this uh, I wish they were more public about it uh, just so other people felt comfortable talking about it because there is a, a, a certain amount of people that I've spoken with that don't know how to almost talk about meditation. They don't want to admit it. They still think it's this kind of um, hippie weird thing that no one wants to talk about. There's there's some people that I've spoken with that don't even tell their family they meditate, which is just blows my mind. But um, it's – yeah, it's, it's the – mindfulness is the buzzword right now which a lot of people I'm sure will look at and say it's trending, it's going to go away. It's not going away. It is absolutely not going away. When people start to truly understand the benefits of this simple practice, it's going to stick. This is not a fad. This is not a trend. This is something that is just simply so powerful and has the ability to change this world more than anything on the face of this planet. So uh, mindful promo on Facebook. You can join us there. Uh, you can post back and forth and see what's going on. And then a lot of people just see what I – I post in there, I post on my personal Facebook, and then I start getting a lot of private messages from uh, 
some very uh, big-time executives in this industry from some very large suppliers and distributors. And it's interesting to see to hear them ask the questions they have for me to see what the next steps are to be made. And, um, you know, my first time around in this industry was based off a lot of ego. Uh, it was just about uh, significance and justification and wanting to be noticed. And there's still a little bit of that in me. I'm not going to lie to you about that, but I would love to – drowned out that ego and understand that this is uh, what's coming through me right now is, is just from the source. It's from a different source. It's not, it's not coming from, from me. Uh, there's so many times in the past couple of months that these conversations, I honestly feel like I'm, I'm listening to my own voice just as much as the person across from me. And this, mm-hmm. these words just pour out. So, uh, I would love to just talk to more people about what the next steps can be, get them in touch with some really good teachers, some books or, um, some ideas about meditation. Cause it is, it's a very selfish thing on my part. Cause if I'm around more high consciousness people, it's a, it's a rising tide brings up all ships and it's going to help the world. It's going to help the industry. It's going to help their family. It's going to hurt them, help them uh, personally. So there's absolutely nothing negative that can come from being more mindful in meditation. There's just nothing, absolutely nothing that's going to come negative from this. Well, I'm, we're really working hard in what we're doing, you and I, in bringing a personal element of our own journeys to try to have people understand it's not us making recommendations to what other people should do. It's in many ways ex- practicing, you know, exactly what we're preaching kind of thing. So, uh, and, and being able to communicate the benefits as they're realized and share those with people who might still somewhat be sitting on the sidelines until, you know, we've given them enough ammunition to feel comfortable to jump into the fray. So, I, Charlie, I appreciate what you're doing, man. I want you to keep it up. And as I said, we'll work on this becoming a more regular portion of what I'm doing. So I appreciate you coming on, man. And we'll talk to you again. All right, Roger. See you, man. Thanks, bud. Till next time.